Well, since you asked. Well, since you asked. Well, since you asked. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Well, Since You Asked, a podcast created by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs with exclusive interviews brought to you by Halford Social Pros with your host, Spencer Halford. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Well, Since You Asked. My name is Spencer Halford, host of the podcast. You already know that because you hit the subscribe button on the podcast, wherever you're listening to this. I don't know where, but you have hit that subscribe button. You gave us five stars, all that fun stuff. Uh, Again, Spencer Halford, founder of Halford Social Pros. Find us at www.halfordsocialpros.com or on Instagram at Halford Social Pros. Um, super, super stoked to be here. Happy Monday to everyone. Uh, really looking forward to getting into this podcast. Um, I would love feedback on where you guys are consuming this. Just for everyone's information, the podcast is available at www.wellsinceyouasked.com. All the current episodes are there. And if you subscribe to the newsletter, we send out an email every time one is published. We'd also love to collect questions that you might have or guess that you would like to have on the show too, feel free to email hello at halfordsocialpros.com. We'd love your questions, love your guests. Wanted to start today's episode with just a little thought. Uh, I ran across this on Twitter. Love, love, love Twitter. I actually believe that Twitter is only the true social network, or I should say the the only true social network on the internet. Uh, it's it's pretty much the water cooler of the internet. People go there to share their opinions, their thoughts, and I happen to stumble on this. It's a, a poem called The Man in the Glass, written by Peter Dale Wimborough Sr. I love this poem. It was shared by one of my favorite football players, Marquise Blair, formerly played for the University of Utah, Go Utes, and now he plays for the St. Louis Saints, or St. Louis Saints, the New Orleans Saints. He plays for the New Orleans Saints. He's safety, and he, he blew a big tackle last year. Uh, but we've forgiven him for that. So uh, The Man in the Glass, it's a great poem. Go look it up. I'll read it real quick. The Man in the Glass. When you get what you want in your struggle for self and the world makes you king for a day, just go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your father, or excuse me, for it isn't your father or mother or wife whose judgment upon you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts most in your life is the one staring back from the glass. He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you, clear to the end. And you've passed the most difficult, dangerous test if the man in the glass is your friend. You may fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get the pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you cheated the man in the glass. Love that poem. I love, love, love that poem. All about self-worth, understanding who you are, your life, your life is not someone else's life. Other people's opinions, while they are uh, their opinions and important to them, they do not hold true to you. You are what you believe you are. You are what you say you are. Go out and make it happen. I think it's a, an amazing poem. Again, The Man in the Glass. It's uh, something I read every week. Beautiful, beautiful poem. This week, I am very pleased to introduce, uh, or I should say this Monday, this Monday, I'm very pleased to introduce uh, my good friend, Cindy Jacobson, Cindy and I connected uh, roughly five or six months ago now. Uh, she lives here in Southern Utah in St. George. She pretty much has a monopoly on the real estate down here. Everyone here loves her. She is uh, a very top producer of real estate in St. George. 
um, she works almost exclusively off referrals, which is amazing. Uh, if you're in real estate, you know how important referrals are. Um, very excited to have her on the show. And Cindy, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Spencer. I'm happy to be here. And you are far too generous. I definitely don't have a monopoly on real estate here, but <laughs> but I do like to think that I have a, a unique niche market for sure. So thank you for having me. Well, absolutely. You certainly do have a, a unique niche market down here and do real estate different than nearly everyone I have seen do real estate. And I have worked with realtors professionally as a business and also realtors when I've been curious to buy property. And I've never encountered anyone that operates their real estate practice the way you do. Uh, first off, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself, who you are, the practice you're working with, and then let's get into some good grilling questions. Okay. Well, my name is Cindy Jacobson, as you said, and um, I have lived here in Southern Utah for 30 plus years. I love this area. So um, I love to help people find their homes here. I started my career as a nurse. I worked at the local hospital here for 17 years, started doing real estate part-time and then moved into real estate full-time and love that. But I also love helping people. So with my real estate career, I also started a nonprofit to help people get into homes and to also help the community here. I love it. And we'll get into the the nonprofit here in a second. Um, Cindy, you, you mentioned you're a nurse, and I know that, again, we'll reflect back to the nonprofit, but what was the transition from, you know, a medical professional to becoming a real estate, what, or excuse me, a real estate agent? What sparked that change? Why did you pursue that course? So I love to be busy. And as a nurse, you know, we work three long, grueling shifts a week. And um, and then when my kids were little, that was great. But then when my kids went into full-time school, I found myself with days to myself and not know what to do. And I always loved real estate. I have family in real estate and was always intrigued by it mm -hmm. and liked to flip properties. So so I decided, I actually what happened was I had to have surgery and take eight weeks off of work, which if you know me, I have to be busy. So I'm like, what am I gonna do with eight weeks? I was gonna say eight weeks would be yeah, rough for Cindy. for sure. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, Jeez. this is a perfect time for me to get my real estate license because I can do it online from bed right. and, and keep my mind busy. Nice. And so that's what I did. And um, yeah, so I started doing real estate part-time and, and working at the hospital and, um, uh, just, just life circumstances and situations, which we may or may not get into later, but I decided that I needed to put myself and my family first and take a, a step back from all of the things I did. And, and I decided to focus on real estate so I could have more control of my schedule and have holidays and weekends with my family. And so that's kind of how that that transition happened. Um, definitely, definitely was a hard decision to make because I identified as a nurse and I love helping people, but um, I also love real estate and it's been, it's been a great transition for me for sure. I love that. Now remind me, how many years have you been doing real estate? I've been in real estate for five years now. Five years. Okay. Awesome. So I'm curious, transitioning from a nurse, which is a, a good steady job to, you know, a real estate agent, which oftentimes is a I don't want to say a variable, but you know, it's, it's unknown The the field is yours for the reaping, right? What, what was that like moving into something that was a, a bit of a risk? <laughs> right, right. That was definitely a leap of faith for sure. 
Um, also, thankfully, I have a very supportive family that, and very encouraging, and awesome, and just totally. gave me that that strength and support to to make the transition. And they believed in me, and I believed in myself. And when I said I was going into real estate and I was going to change the face of real estate here in Southern Utah, um, my husband fully believed me. I I didn't know if I for sure believed me at the time, but I had a heart behind it, and I <laughs> planned on doing that. And and I sure feel like I've done that at least for myself and those that know me and work with me for sure. I certainly believe that. I love that you had a good steady support system to help you too. I'm a firm believer that, you know, with a good team and support system and especially the help of someone like a spouse or, you know, your parents in some situations, it can be so transformative to taking a leap like starting your own business or becoming a real estate agent, which is essentially your own business, right? I mean, you're out there repping yourself, showing houses. It's it's really you that's out there. So a good support system, I absolutely believe, is the foundation of anyone looking to start their business. I'm curious for you, you know, outside your family, what's been a community support system? And just as an example, for me, uh, strong members of the community like yourself have been a great support system. Um, others like uh, members in the Chamber of Commerce have been excellent. Um, those are really the people that I lean on for strength. Obviously, my wife has been outstanding. Um, I'm curious to hear what that support system has been like for you and how you've gone about building it and continuing to build it. Absolutely. Well, getting started for sure, it was definitely friends and family, my sister, my husband, uh, close friends that that had the belief in me and the, the encouragement. Um, starting out in real estate, like n- not everybody understands. They think real estate is, you know, an easy job. Like you can you can get your license online and pay the dues and, and you're set to go to make millions of dollars. And that is not exactly the case because as, as you know, my saying I like to share is if you don't have a friend in real estate, you don't have, you a, don't friend. have a friend. So I love that. There are, <laughs> it's so true though. There are a million realtors. I say a million lightly, but in our community, we definitely have a plethora of them and they are everywhere. Um, and you're gonna you're gonna use somebody that you know like and trust. That's just how it is. I mean, you can have your real estate license, and if you don't have your your support base, and if you don't grow that base, then you're gonna have a hard time. And most people are out of the industry within the first year, if not within two years. About um, I'm I would dare I think it's around eighty percent of people have left the industry by year two because it is. It is something that people might not be prepared for going in thinking it's just going to be easy and smooth sailing, but you definitely have to work at it and make a name for yourself and stand out differently because there just are, like I say, a million realtors out there and everybody has a friend in real estate. So you have to, you have to stand out and be different. Um, Absolutely. So definitely starting out. Yeah, definitely starting out in real estate. I, I highly suggest getting a a great brokerage to, to start with that will give you some good education because getting your license online is is just the first step. That doesn't teach you what you need to know out in the real world. And you need a lot of education, a lot of support. Um, having said that, the there's been people in the industry for longer than I've been alive and they have their referral base and they tell us the way that used to work for them. And it doesn't necessarily work in today's market The, you know, everything's changing every day, especially with social Mm -hmm. media and 
um, the way things are, are moving for sure. And so you have to really stay up on and stay ahead of the game. We can't rely on people that have been in the industry for 15, 20 plus right. years to give you good guidance necessarily in today's market. Oh, totally. So what I did differently was I started going to real estate conferences out of the area um, and just learning from, from the top real estate agents and also the younger, the younger generations because they have new and fresh ideas and um, can give you some great advice and then take it back to your area. If you can be the first doing, doing the new things in your area or, or do it better or do it uniquely, which is what I like to do. I like to take the information, put my own spin on it and make it, make it unique to me, but it's definitely getting some more ideas outside of the box and outside of um, your local brokerage because they've already they've already established themselves and and you need right. to stand out for sure especially first getting started in the industry totally well and I like what you said too the game has changed and you know for real estate I know that stands true but I mean just consider how far we've come as a country right I mean 50 years ago if I wanted to buy a house most likely I was opening the newspaper looking for an ad for a realtor calling them and having them show me the houses that were available and I, I don't know if that's 100% true, but I'm thinking old media, right? And so there are so many more things not only a realtor can do, but a small business owner can do. And you mentioned one of them, social media is an absolute game changer. Being able to tell your story, show what you're doing the second you're doing it is transformative for businesses, in my opinion. There, there are others that will disagree with me, but... I wholeheartedly believe that. A, <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no, and I, and I know you wouldn't. And I, I believe with you for sure. It, it's funny because when I, I'll usually, you know, walk and talk St. George and I, I call it walk and talk, but that really means I put on my shoes and go prospect new business about probably once or twice every week. And uh, I'll run into these business owners that say, yeah, you know, social media is cool, but I think that's what the, the kids are doing. I, I don't really see it benefiting my business. And I am just baffled at that. It's free real estate that people are on over six hours a day. You need to be spending time there. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, it, one thing that you also said that, that struck me in, in the phrase that you said, I like, if you don't have a friend in real estate, you don't have a friend. That is 100% true. In fact, on the, the very first episode of this podcast with uh, blonde and ambitious blog, Taylor Mobley, um, I told her, I said, uh, there's you have one of three friends online. And if you don't have all of them, then you don't have any friends online. Um, the first is a, a blogger. The second is a photographer. And the third is a real estate agent. And if, if you don't have one of those, then then, you, then you're not online, <laughs> which begs the question, you know, I mean, these are our popular areas to be in. I feel like there's uh, the unfortunate, uh, if you build it, they will come and someone can go to a, a Grant Cardone or a Tony Robbins event and they, they leave with this energy, they get their realtor license, they go out there and, and they hit a wall. And what, what's, what do you do to get through that? And especially in real estate, how are you getting past that? So to truly be successful in real estate, you have to be real. You have to show people your personality. You have to show up. Definitely get out to local networking events. The Chamber of Commerce is huge. Um, we've recently boomed with our networking um, opportunities here in Southern Utah. And 
show up and don't Absolutely, yeah have. and show up and don't be salesy like it's such a turnoff if you go to these networking events and you're just trying to sell 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 um and if you see everybody mm-hmm. as a potential prospect and you're throwing your business card in their face or asking them to go get in your car and show them houses right. like that is such a turnoff totally and just be real with people <laughs> like be friends with them get to know them as a person, see what their business is, what their interests are, and genuinely genuinely show up for them and care about what they're doing. Don't look at them as a potential sale in the future. Look at them as a potential friend. Um, because if, if you're real and you're genuine with them, they might not be looking to buy a house, but if everybody has friends and family always looking to buy and sell, and they're going to ask their friends and family first, hey, do you know a great realtor? And if you're real and people know you out in the community, they're going to say, Hey, yeah, this person, give them a call. Um, and you know, right. that that's just the way to do it. You don't want to be that car salesman mentality. Like my, my biggest thing going from nursing to real estate was if you look at the scale of how people view you in, in a business industry, like nurse is like number two on the list and car or a uh, real estate agent is number two on the bottom of the list, right above car salesman. And that was like a dagger to right. my heart because, um, you know, I just genuinely care about all of my clients. All of my clients are friends in the end and we still hang out and have barbecues. And, um, I, I would only treat them like I would treat a family member. I don't treat you like a dollar sign. I will do my best for you to get the best deal for you. And multiple times I have given up parts of my commission to help people get into homes when they're just hundreds or a thousand dollars away from getting in a home and, and they just can't scrape up the funds. It just, it just pulls at my heartstrings. So I want everybody to be able to live that American dream. And that's just, that's just who I am as a person, you know, and and if you're real with people, totally. like that will that will carry you a long ways. If you're just out for the dollar and just trying to make a quick dollar bill off somebody, they're gonna sense that and you might make the dollar off them, but you aren't gonna get repeat business and you aren't gonna get referral business. And that's definitely where it's at. And people that are in the business long term are getting referrals. I agree. And you know, that's one thing that I think all business owners should and, and can take to heart is just being able to go the extra mile and help people regardless of their situation. Now, um, sometimes that's easier said than done, but you know, it, it's very easy. You, the, what, what's the saying? It's, uh, you know, uh, doing the right thing is always the right thing, and regardless of whether it's a business decision, whether it's a personal decision. I am a firm believer that, you know, just being a, a decent human will always pay off in the long run. Uh, and that's one thing that I've, I've been impressed about with you. And I think something that other business owners should take to heart too, which is, you know, if, if you really want to succeed, it's not about, well, I, I shouldn't say it's not about, but it, it really boils down to, are you a good person? Are you making an impact? And are you doing the right thing when it, when it doesn't count, which is when, when someone isn't watching or there's not an audience there to applaud you. And for realtors especially, or anyone that does business based off referrals, Something like that is so important because like you said, you're out there, you're building connections, you're making friends and those friends, now they have a friend in real estate or now they have the friend in real estate, right? And they can go out and refer you. Uh, They are inviting you to your barbecues. Like you said, it's just a great, 
I don't want to say like a business or a way to do business. It's just about being a good human being that translates into a great career. You know, I, I think that holds true to for any small business. Absolutely. And, and, you know, honestly, I told you to get started, I, I was going to real estate conferences in the beginning to get pumped up and learn the business. But I, I dwindled off going to those because most of it was all about dollars. And some of the things they were pumping is, is you, you call those people and you text them and you email them and you hammer them until they're dead. I don't care if they tell you to stop bothering them. You keep bothering them until, until they die basically. And I just did not like that mentality. I'm like, I am not about that. I don't want to be that pushy, annoying person. And (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know a buyer who likes that either. Right. And they don't, they'll get business for sure, but they aren't going to get repeat business and they aren't going to get referral business and nobody will remember their right. name unless it's in a bad way. So, so yeah, definitely totally. just be a good human. And honestly, being a good human is, is one of my sayings <laughs> and mottos that leads into my nonprofit. So I love that you said that. Well, you know, I think just going the extra mile always pays off. And, you know, just like you were talking about, I think those conferences have their place. I mean, I'm certainly guilty of, of going to some of those too, and they're a good place to get motivated and certainly learn and network as well. But, you know, being on the consumer side, when someone is so pushy and uh, I don't want to say naggy, but just uh, a little too forthright with themselves, it comes off uh, a little bit aggressive, right? And that's not to say aggression is a bad thing, especially in sales, but there's a, an alternative path, which is being a good human. When you accomplish, you know, not being a dirtbag in this world, which heaven knows there's plenty of them, but you also accomplish your dreams and your goals. You're out there networking, you're making friends, you have a more fulfilling life, and on top of it, you're making money. I can't tell you how many times I've gone into someone's store, provided them easily with thousands of dollars worth of value and never made a cent off of them. And in the in the long Absolutely. term, and it, it, but there are people that have called me later and said, hey, I remembered what you did, I want you to meet my friend James. He's looking for someone to help with digital marketing, right? And I say, oh, great. And and on the same turn, there have been people that still haven't called me. And I don't expect a call from them. It's about going. I want entrepreneurs to succeed. If they're good people, I want to help good people. And so I truly believe, you know, if you can boil down and just like in the, in the poem I read, if you can look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and you're happy with the decisions you've made, then you're going to live a much more fulfilling life, not only a personal life, but your business life as well. Absolutely. And you and I are definitely the same in that manner where I love, I love this area. I love local business. I love young entrepreneurs and new businesses, and I love to support them all day long. And I um, have done my own videos, um, helping them out and supporting them. And all of them are like, how much do I owe you for this? I said, nothing. It's just, (laughs) I just want to support you and I want to see you succeed. And they were shocked, but grateful. And, you know, years later, I had people tell me, why are you doing that? You're wasting your time. You're not making any money out of it. I said, because I love this area and mm-hmm. I just want to support them. And, and hopefully, you know, eventually maybe it'll come back around. Maybe not. That's not right. the goal of it, but mm-hmm. I just truly want people to succeed. And I want these small businesses to stick around because I live, live here and I love them. So, right. Um, and some of them have, as you say, some of them do come back around later, whether they give me business or support or, or encouragement, you know, it's just, it's just good to be a good human. You don't want to, it's too small of a world to, to not be a decent person because you never know when it's going to come back to face you. So you might as well just, just 
be good and just show, show your heart to everybody and, and, um, not, not hide it for sure. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny that we, we go down this path when I first started, um, my own business, um, I was moving from Idaho falls. I had $137 in my bank account. Um, I was moving and I decided to pick up the phone. I had these digital marketing skills and I decided to start calling businesses and offer to do their digital marketing for free. And like people were like, yeah, right. Like you don't want to do it for free. And I can respect that because people get calls all the time that sound scammy. Um, but I, I called a number of people and I only had a few people take me up on it. And so I met with them and say, Hey, I want to come in and show you what I'm worth before you make a decision on, on hiring me to do your, your digital marketing. He said, yeah, sure. No problem. So I, I went in and I did some Facebook ads for him. I was living in my, me and me and my wife and my dog were living in my parents' upstairs bedroom while we were looking for a, a place to live in Southern Utah. And by the end of the next month, these clients had gone out and referred business to me and, and these people were paying for me now. And it wasn't that I don't want to offer everything for free to someone, but being able to go out and and prove what you're worth and show value right off the bat is an absolute game changer. Definitely. Just in, just as far as business goes too. Definitely. I, so, I 100% yeah. agree with you. And I've had a few people offer their services to me for free as well. And, and at first I was mm -hmm. like, I'll never use these services, but then I end up almost every right. time I, I end up using them. And, and so that's a great thing to do, especially when you're getting started and getting a name for yourself and, and getting out there to show True. your value, you know, mm -hmm. for sure. Totally. Yeah. I'm a huge Gary V fan. I love, love, love. I worship the ground he walks on. And he always says two things. If you want to learn a skill, go do it for free. Start messaging people on LinkedIn and Instagram to their businesses. I want to learn what you do. I'll do it for free. And then the second one is once you know how to do it, start a business and do it for free. And that's not to say do it for free forever, but that does mean, hey, go out, show your worth, build a reputation, and then start building a business, right? And I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, switching gears for, for just a second, and then we'll get into your nonprofit. One thing that you said as far as just you know separating yourself from other realtors that's worked well for you, aside from just being a decent person and you know not being a notch above a used car salesman, but you know being a you know, a good human was going to networking events, chamber of commerce events. I wish that people talked more about those because they have been instrumental in my business, but also uh, other chamber members that I've seen. And this isn't to say the St. George Chamber of Commerce is the most amazing chamber of commerce ever. I believe it is. But I wish that there was more, uh, I, I should say, I wish entrepreneurs would talk more about the things that aren't sexy which is, right. you know, you see on Instagram and Facebook, people jumping out of private jets and Lamborghinis and things like that. And <laughs> that, that's hardly true for any of us. Okay. Let's just establish that right there. And that's not to say that it can never not be true, but you know, you got to get your feet dirty. You got to go to these chamber meetings. You need to understand there are people in the community that want to meet you and you want to meet them. And if you show up, you're not salesy, you have cool things to say, people will want to talk to you and do business with you. And I wish that was talked about more. Yes, absolutely. And, and I'll be honest, when I first heard of chamber, like I had this connotation in my head, it was a bunch of people that had, you know, are retired and lived in the area for 50 years. And, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't right. really know what it was. And, and finally, I was convinced to go to one. And I it, 
opened my eyes and changed my view on it for sure because you get to know these other local businesses on top of it you, you don't go mm-hmm. there just to get business you go there to find out about their businesses and help support them and and you never know who knows who that's the thing like you're sitting across say i'm sitting across from you spencer and you're doing digital marketing and i'm looking for somebody i i need a plumber and i just you know i'm in the business i'm in real estate plumbing right everybody's busy and you're like hey my brother's a plumber Mm -hmm. and you could definitely come do that totally i would have no idea sitting across from you knowing that you're in in what doing what you do that you might know a plumber so you go to these and you just be real and be honest with people and connections come to you and every time i've gone to one and let's be honest we're all busy we we have to work on our business we have families we have a lot of things to do so sometimes going to these events it's like ah i just don't have the time to go to one more event you know um but every time i go i end up with some connection or learning something new about somebody or seeing some new local business that's just awesome that i want to support all day long and I'm so totally. happy I left every time I went. So they're they're a huge benefit to not only to you but to everybody else. And and you never know what you have to offer somebody else or what connection you can line somebody else up with that would be a great benefit. So absolutely, definitely getting out in the community, find something something and somewhere you like. There's so many networking company or uh, groups. There's ones for young entrepreneurs. There's um, ones for women. There's ones for um, I don't know. They're just endless. If you look say, for them, so just many. get out and right. Yeah, and get out and do what you love. Like if you love a sport, if you love hiking, get into some hiking groups. Do things like that and just start networking in totally. groups that you like, and yep. and it will definitely help launch you in business for sure. Absolutely. Well, and I always believe that. I talked about this on my the first episode um, with Taylor Mobley. Um, you know, people will be quick to want to start a business, but then um, I feel like, I always say I, I don't mean to to hurt and or knock anyone, and I need to figure out a different way of positioning things. But uh, people are are not very quick to invest in themselves or their businesses, but they're quick to invest in others and others' ideas, and it's it's a little sad to me. I wish uh, people had a little bit more faith in themselves and resources like the chamber of commerce or other networking groups. Um, you might go to them and, and want to join and, and see the cost of joining. For example, the chamber of commerce is $350 for a, a one to four member LLC, uh, such as myself. And uh, you know, when I first came down here, it wasn't realistic. I didn't even have $350 in my bank account, but you know, as I, as I grew and scaled the chamber, as soon as I joined, was such a great resource for me. And so doing these things that, you know, they, they aren't sexy and yeah, you're probably not going to post about, about it on Instagram. You know, they work off or they, they work out so well in the long run and they will be so beneficial to growing or scaling a business. I wholeheartedly believe that if people want to succeed in business, they need to be in a networking group and they need to be out actively in the community. Absolutely. And investing in yourself. And that does remind me of one of the things, one Mm -hmm. of the um, 
things I did for myself when I first started getting in real estate, I decided 40% of all of my income was going to go back to investing in myself and my business. And however that looked, if that was education, if that was training, if that was joining the chamber, if that was paying for marketing and, you know, some of it, some of it worked out and some of it didn't. And I'm glad I tried it all to see Mm -hmm. what does work out. But 100% of the time, networking is going to be very beneficial for you. And I was going to say too, you never regret or very oftentimes regret the losses. I mean, I know for me, my losses are my biggest learning opportunities. And so where you said you're taking 40% of your income and putting it towards things like marketing, towards leads, towards education for yourself, you know, some of the stuff you, you purchase, it's hit or miss, you know, and some of the ideas that I've had and every entrepreneur has had, it's hit or miss, but hey, we came out stronger on the other side. We learned, and even if you fell flat on your face, getting back up and going back to the grind is an absolute strength. And anyone who can do that should be applauded. Absolutely. And none of it's a failure. It's just like you say, it's a learning curve. And so I say fail faster, you know, don't be afraid of failure, fail faster. The (laughs) faster you learn things that don't work, the faster you'll find what does. So don't be afraid of it. Just get out there and see what works and keep pushing forward. I had a marketing teacher in high school that one time, I think it was my senior year, and we were in an advanced marketing class. He had enough classes that we could take marketing every semester of every year we were there. So I ended up taking six marketing courses um, of like the 12 that he offered, so many. But we were in the, the advanced marketing class. It was me and uh, 12 others. I think he had to be selected to go into the, the class, but I, I could be wrong. Anyways, uh, I think it was the first week of the semester. He had us give a presentation on the importance of failure and I remember being like, what the heck? Like the importance of failure is to realize to not do it again. Like that's what I thought, right? Failure in the mind of a 12th grader and the majority of society, I would suspect is a, is a bad thing. If you're labeled as a failure, failure, bad, right? It equals bad. You get a test back from your teacher. There's an F at the top for failure, right? You failed the test. You're failing the class, right? So I was like, why is he why is he having us present on the importance of failure? And I'll never forget one of my classmates, her name was Kate. She got up and gave a presentation about why failing was important to her. And she talked about, I think she had like run for some type of position in, in student government or um, something in her life. I can't remember exactly what it was, but how failure changed her life to have a, a, a better outlook and to learn. And I like remember sitting in my seat and I like, it was like sleep paralysis. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Like I couldn't move. I was just in shock that I had been taught what failure was. I I was taught wrong my whole life. It was a, it was truly transformative. And so I, I wish I, and I hope that people can learn that as they go throughout their life and throughout their entrepreneurial journey too. Right. Right. You don't, you don't start walking the first step you take, you fall down a whole bunch of times before you get up and walk and and before you can run, you know, everybody only sees the end outcome. They don't see all Mm -hmm. your failures unless they're close to you, but they see your wins and they want to be there instantly. And they don't realize like you have to go through the, the crawling and the walk, the, the, what do they call it? Um, uh, I'm going to say the right. wrong word, but the toddling mm-hmm. fade phase and then find your scooting, scooting along totally. the furniture yeah. and then walking and then running. You don't go straight from, 
from nothing to run. <laughs> so definitely find those failures and, and learn from them and, and be appreciative of them, you know? Cindy, I can talk about this stuff all day. So I think I'm going <laughs> to right? stop us here and let's switch gears. Let's talk about your nonprofit. Um, the nonprofit, why don't you give us a, an intro on it? Um, what it is and then let's let's dive into this because i find this incredibly fascinating too separate from the real estate side of your uh, your life right so then the nonprofit is all about um involving community finding needs and filling them with community members um just it, it, people are good people have heart, have big hearts and they just want a reason to to show the goodness you know we we're so inundated with the negative narrative out there and all the all the bad things that happen in the world and and that's what sells on media mm -hmm. but but truly as as um human beings we all have a big heart and we layer on protective barriers as we grow and as we're as we're hurt or as we see things on the news and we're told how to think and who to be afraid of right. and and um but really what what this is about is just helping being being a good human that is literally my saying so i love saying that like just be a good human help help your fellow neighbor out when they need it and um yeah and and just how much i love this community you know and and i'm blessed to have lived here most of my life since I was eight and maybe I'm sheltered and people have said I use that <laughs> word um, and not everybody feels the same way about that word as I do, but community is what you make it, right? It's not where you live or what religion you're in or your neighborhood. It's who you Absolutely. identify with and mm -hmm. who you get along with and, and how you make it. And so if we can just show that we're all the same with with a big heart and and if something tragic happens like people want to help out you know and i would see you know well let me back up like i've been through my own tragedy and it was super hard for me to accept help from people because we're taught to right. we have to do it all ourselves we have to Hope your big boy pants. you know put, we Just, have to you know have things like that yeah, yeah pull up your pants stop crying like um, and you need to, to work and clean your house and do the grocery shopping and, and have a Pinterest worthy <laughs> lunch that you can share on social yep. media every day and mm -hmm. be smiling about it. And that's, that's the, the thing that we've done to ourselves as a community. So when, when you're actually in need, it's so hard to accept help. And there's been quite a few times in my life where I had to accept help, um, with things that I've gone through and, and it really humbled me. And it, it, I appreciated the people that pushed past my barriers to step in when I really <laughs> needed it, even though I was trying to push them away. So, so having said that anytime I see a tragedy happen like it just pulls at my heartstrings and I do what I can to help them but I'm like if we could rally a big group around um we could do more than just I can as one person like many hands Absolutely. make light work you know and um so it, it yeah so this nonprofit is is all about just finding needs in the community and filling right. them whatever that looks like and Currently, you know, currently we're rehabbing a home and putting a family in it and need in the community. And unfortunately, we were right next to completion when some kids got in and vandalized it, which was heartbreaking and devastating. But um, the community came out in droves. The 
you know, the, the news picked up on it and it really brought together what this nonprofit really is about amazing. is involving community to, to make yeah. light. Um, right. Right. To, to um, make it a lot easier right. for the person mm-hmm. going through, going through the, the situation. And I, little did I know that would be me recently, but it's been a beautiful thing to see them all come together and help out. And everybody wants to keep, continue helping out and find where they can do that and also take it to their communities. And so we're, we're finding a way to do that. Um, we're working on it diligently and it will be available hopefully very soon for people to take it outside of the community. But, um, also the other part of that is as a thank you to community service workers, um, we help them get into homes and with a a deep discount with real estate fees, um, because we need we need these first responders and teachers and um, military. We need all of these type of people to make our communities run. And, you know, sometimes our wages might not match up with our house prices. And it's it's hard for me to see that because, you know, they they need a home just as much as anybody else. And um just just to say thank you, we've partnered up with, with everybody in the real estate industry, the lenders and title and realtors. And as a thank you, as I said, we give a discount to them and also community volunteers as well. Like um, just like I say, as a thank you, um, we love our communities and we need these people there. And, and real estate really funds our my mm-hmm. passion project, which is this nonprofit. So, so I just have it come full circle with, with what we offer for sure. But. Okay. So to see the house that Cindy mentioned on Instagram, just go to at involve community. It's done a, like a complete 180. It's been amazing. Um, I came in about halfway through uh, and it looks like a totally different house and it's nearing completion. That vandalism that happened uh, roughly a month ago now, man, I, I remember walking into that. It was me and two others that were there right after we found out it was vandalized. And we walked through and thought, oh my goodness, this is going to set us so far back and this is horrible. And, you know, just like you said, it really has been a, a fire, the fuel that's sparked some community interest, which has been amazing. And having the news be able to come in and you know, direct people to, to the organization and to just be better people and volunteer, I think has been absolutely fantastic. Um, just in the, the last few minutes of this, Cindy, I wanted to ask what, what fueled the passion to start this? And if someone wants to reach out to you about this pro, uh, project, if I'm a, a nurse or, you know, a veteran or someone in the military or uh, an, an emergency responder or literally any hero in the community and, and if you are a hero in the community, you know you are, and you may be too humble to to say that you're a hero in the community, but you know that you are. Anyone that helps better the community certainly can benefit from this project. Um, how can they reach you, and how how were you fueled to start this? Absolutely. So first and foremost, reach out to us at involvecommunity.com. And as you said, if you're a good human and and you are helping out in the community, please reach out to us. We would love to help you get into a home or sell your home or whatever we can do. We do lots of community projects. So if there's something you need, 
if we can't help you, there's likely somebody I can connect you Absolutely. with that can. So please definitely look us up at involvedcommunity.com. And what really got me started and fueled behind this was just, you know, my my life story and um, and just my passion and my heart for people in general. But yeah, it started young. I, I grew up um, in a house that uh, we didn't necessarily have some great parental figures. My mom was severely depressed and we kind of raised ourselves and um, did the best we could. And and at one point, the uh, foster care system got involved and and we were all removed from the home. When I was 16, we had, there was 12 of us total, 12 of us children, some halves and some steps. And we were placed in homes throughout the community, um, split up. And that was really devastating for me at 16. You know, you just know the life you have and you don't know any different. Um, but uh, that definitely changed the trajectory in my life. It gave me a different outlook on life. And at 19, I became a foster parent myself. I wanted to help other children. Um, and I put myself through nursing school and my husband as well. Uh, we put ourselves through nursing school and um, became nurses in the community. And I was actually a nurse in the newborn ICU and had three children at the time. And I lost my third son to SIDS when he was four months old, which was extremely devastating, especially saving babies for a living and not being able to save my own. It I can was imagine. very, um, yeah. yeah, very devastating. And a few years later, my husband, you know, it, it was hard. It was hard to go back to work, but it was also healing um, in in huge ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely needed to be back there and be around the babies, even though it was hard. Um, but my my husband had been struggling with some mental illness that, you know, ran in the family. And after losing our son to SIDS, he just couldn't recover from that and ended up taking his own life a few years later. Um, and, you know, just <laughs> pushing forward and, and trying to stay ahead of the stress and trauma. I just kept going and kept working and being a mom and doing the best I could. And eventually about buried myself a few years later, I uh, went through a cortisol crisis, which is, is deadly. Um, it, without cortisol, you'll be dead in 24 hours. And I had no cortisol documented for 10 days straight. Um, and yeah, the doctor's couldn't oh find it because I looked okay. I looked fine and, and it's not something oh that goodness. they look for. And I was still alive after so long. So they, they just, yeah, I slipped past their radar and it was fi- My Jeez spirit was Louise. finally giving out. I was only holding on by my spirit. And finally somebody found what was going on and they were able to diagnose it, but I was bed bound for eight months and I was disabled for a year and a half. And I was told I would be disabled for the rest of my life. Um, and I was 36 with three small kids. And I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't going to accept that label. So um, I started just listening to my body and treating it the way it needed to be. And thankfully was able to recover and uh, get out of bed and get off a of disability. And um, yeah, just move forward with life. But I have a huge 
compassion for people that have gone through tragedy in their life. And I definitely want to help out and, and be a helping hand, not, not a handout, but a hand up, as I like to say. Um, and just show people that, you know, yeah, there's hard things in life and life sucks and it's going to knock you down and it's going to keep knocking you Mm -hmm. down, but you just keep getting up every day and you keep showing up. So that's, that's really, um, the purpose and, and why I started this nonprofit was to just be there and show up for other people and show them that, you know, it, it'll be okay in the long run. Um, and somebody's there to have your back. So I absolutely agree. Well, it's an absolutely amazing story and I really appreciate you being willing to share it too. I know stories like that often aren't easy to share. So thank you for sharing that for anyone interested in the nonprofit. It's one of the best organizations I've been a part of It is uh, one that I think everyone who is a hero in the community or someone that has gone through uh, some type of hardship, you know, should absolutely reach out and be part of network with Cindy. She knows other like-minded people who would love to share their stories and just be part of your life in their community. Again, their website, www.involvedcommunity.com on Instagram at involved community. Cindy, I so, so, so appreciate you coming on the show. I know you're a busy person. I wanted to turn it to you. I love when my listeners can share what is on their mind, what is on their soul. What are your thoughts? My, my parting thought would be no matter, no matter what you're going through, don't look down. If you look down and you see all the, the roadblocks and the potholes and the stumbling blocks in your way, you're going to get overwhelmed. But if you look up, your heart will show your feet the way. So keep your head up, keep leading with your heart and your feet will find the way. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Again, this is uh, Spencer Halford, founder of Halford Social Pros. You can find this podcast at www.wellsinceyouasked.com. Find us online at www.halfordsocialpros.com or on Instagram at Halford Social Pros. Just to end with the man in the glass, he's the fellow to please never mind all the rest, for he's with you clear to the end, and you've passed the most difficult, dangerous test if the man in the, in the glass is your friend. Thank you so much for listening. I would love your feedback about the podcast. Love your ratings. Love your emails. If you have any questions or guests that you would like on the show, please email us at hello at halfordsocialpros.com. This has been episode three with Cindy Jacobson. Thank you so much for listening.